Greetings, this is Shauna here from Shine Mind Body Spirit with our second podcast in our pod series of Nourish to Flourish summer series. And I'm your holistic nutritionist and what are we going to talk about today? Well, today's little uh, piece of information, inspiration, empowerment is wrapped up into the very, very essence of summer and that is the solar energy of light and our power source, the sun, and the vitamin, vitamin D, that the sun provides to our wellness, our health, our ability to uh, be enhanced by the season of summer. So vitamin D is considered a pro-hormone um, and it's converted and metabolized in the body by the liver and the kidneys specifically into um, other hormones, namely 1,25-hash-dihydroxyvitamin D3. Um, now we've got receptors in our bodies that bind to uh, this hormone and then this hormone then binds to immune cells and skeletal muscle cells in particular and this very relationship with these two systems in the body the skeletal and the immune system these play critical roles in maintaining our optimal health in fighting chronic disease and vitamin D relationship to that in both um, the relationship to calcium and our skeletal system and the matrix there and also uh, vitamin D has proven um, particularly in probably the last 10 years uh, for very considerable immunologically modulating um, relationships. In particular, uh, as part of my own academic uh, research, I looked, had a specific interest because of my own background in inflammatory bowel disease, but um, really studied the relationship of vitamin D in inflammatory bowel disease and other autoimmune diseases. There is a significant correspondence um, with patients that present with vitamin D deficiencies alongside uh, diagnosis of autoimmune disease. Um, however, up until now, it's not been all that clear whether or not the relationship is causative, meaning does vitamin D deficiency impact directly uh, the morbidities of autoimmune disease or the presence of autoimmune diseases developing in one's uh, physiology, or is vitamin D deficiency a consequence of chronic autoimmune disease? And um, that causative versus um, correlative uh, evidence is still presenting itself. So uh, what is known about vitamin D is that there are very complex interrelationships of, uh, of how vitamin D and its receptors and uh, hormones interplay with our immune system. And so if we backtrack that another step, we know how important our gut health and our microbiome has on the relationship to our immune system. And so the interplay of our gut health 
in our vitamin D status is tightly woven into enhancing or modulating in any bi-directional way um, our immune responses. And so um, the composition also of the gut microbiome can also be altered by our vitamin D status and our exposure. And these mechanisms work in a number of ways. So firstly, vitamin D deficiency and or supplementing with vitamin D actually does have a direct impact on our microbiomes and therefore um, our bacterial proliferations in our bowels and perhaps therefore the impact of any disease um, development or progressive physiological development of disease and its progression. Um, Vitamin D deficiency can impact the integrity of the mucosa and the functional barrier between the gut and the immune system. Um, And we often hear this uh, related to in terms such as leaky gut syndrome. And um, therefore, the lack of vitamin D in this sense can lead to simulation or inhibition of immune responses in this um, instance of leaky gut or having larger particles interplay with our bloodstream that shouldn't have been absorbed. That is effectively what leaky gut is. Um, And the other mechanism is that our own innate immune defences can be compromised in the setting of vitamin D deficiency. So when we're deficient, it has been shown to have... um, Uh, high levels of deficiency exist amongst immunologically compromised patients such as what I was talking about before in autoimmune disease in particular people that suffer from chronic um, debilitative um, symptoms of autoimmune disease do also have a high correlation of vitamin D deficiency so um vitamin D is really really important vitamin D status so where your status should be in terms of your pathological um, assessments, uh, a normal range of vitamin D as assessed by blood work is measured by a level of 20 nanograms or milliliters to 50 nanograms or milliliters. This is considered an adequate range for uh, healthy Uh, vitamin D status shown and evident to be um, enhancing of health outcomes. Uh, These levels were actually much lower 20 odd years ago. Um, The range of vitamin D status was actually considered uh, not as significant as what it is today. So the developments in Uh, understanding of vitamin D and its handles in its relationships in our systems, particularly in our immune system, um, has made significant advancements in the last couple of decades. Um, So so there are a couple of forms of vitamin D. There is the animal form of vitamin D, which can be formed in the skin from a precursor known as 7-dehydrocholesterol which is actually synthesized from cholesterol in the liver. Because this molecule can be synthesized in the human body, it is by definition 
not a vitamin, which is a weird kind of nuance in, in this conversation. Um, and really, in fact, the true vitamin D only emerges as an essential dietary component when exposure of the skin to sunlight is limited. So really, our main source of vitamin D is purely from our energy star, the sun. Vitamin D3 is metabolized further to form the metabolite, which functions as the hormone. And the first step of this is vitamin D being converted in the liver to its known form of 25-hydroxycalciferol. Um, the second step in this activation involves the kidneys, where that hydroxycalciferol is converted to 1,25-dihydroxycalciferol effectively vitamin D3 and it's this active form of vitamin D known as calcitriol. So calcitriol exerts its actions in three different parts of the body, the gut which we've talked about, the bones and the skeletal matrix and also in the kidneys and the action in these three sites is all directed and it all works in synergy with its relationship to calcium because in these sites, uh, its, its relationship is directed towards raising the level of calcium in the body's plasma, so plasma calcium. When calcitriol levels rise, calcium absorption from the gut is increased. Calcium reabsorption from bone is sped up and calcium reabsorption from the kidneys tubile is also increased. And this all has a, um, a direct action on enhancing the blood level of calcium. So you can see the relationship straight up of vitamin D and calcium and bone health um, and why it's so integral in um all throughout our lifespans, um, engaging in vitamin D from sunshine, particularly in the Southern Hemisphere in Australia, where sun safety needs to be balanced with and our UV exposure needs to be balanced with our absorption of vitamin D through our skin. Um, it's really important part of our growing development, even through um, in our younger years, uh, particularly in women that are pubescent, um, their vitamin D and calcium status as an adolescent predetermines um, a woman's uh, postmenopausal bone health. Um, so uh, sun exposure and vitamin D metabolism is really important um, as a child, in teens, particularly in growing and developing bodies, um, in adults to maintain bone health. And as I've spoken about before, we've also got that immunological handle that we now know vitamin D to have such an intrinsic uh, function within the immune system being so modulating, immune modulating. So how much sun in southern Australia do we need? Well, from March to from October to March in Australia, 10 to 15 minutes of unprotected sun exposure to the nape of the neck, the inner arms, the upper legs from 10 to 3 o'clock is three times a week is adequate. So 
So vitamin D is essentially a fat-soluble vitamin and it is really sourced in the diet mostly in foods of animal origin, oily fish, salmon, herring, mackerel, egg, uh, meat and dairy supplies usually have small quantities of vitamin D. Uh, there are certain foods in Australia that are fortified with vitamin D. There are some margarines that are fortified um, and um, butters some fats um, but really vitamin D uh, from your sun exposure is your best bet and there is a really good app called Dminder and that can map and chart and calculate your absorption or your UV rays and how much vitamin D you're absorbing from the sun so that you can have an a, um, a healthy level of exposure, particularly in the summer. Um, yeah, I hope you found that interesting and just giving you a little bit of a lens of vitamin D. I'm going to do a part two to this, which is going to be really specific on vitamin D and its relationship to autoimmune disease. During my master's, I did a research paper on looking at um, the latest research and evidence uh, looking at the relationship of vitamin D and on autoimmune diseases, specifically inflammatory bowel disease. So I'm going to create a part two to this podcast where I talk about um, vitamin D and autoimmune disease. And anyway, I hope this has just twigged your, um, your little toolkit to say, hey, sunshine it is effectively our power source to life. It is really the, the light that enables all growth, cellular division, uh, reproduction, our ability to thrive in momentum is all governed by the energy source of the sun and our solar star. Uh, sun is our source effectively. So embrace the summer energy of the celebration of all that is light and sunny and uh, get that medicine into your body, in your mind, in your body, in your spirit and celebrate the sun and celebrate the medicine uh, that this incredible um, solar star provides us that enriches our lives and enables our lives. Have a great day.